verse 12. Now, before I introduce this lesson this evening, the Lord put this word in my mind. And when he put it in my mind, it was just one singular word. And I thought, why? Why that word? And then as it stayed in my mind, it began to dawn on me that the Lord wanted me to teach on this subject. And again, it's like, why? And you'll understand shortly. Colossians 3 and verse 12 says, Put on, therefore, as the elect of God, holy and beloved, bowels of mercy, kindness, humbleness of mind, meekness, and long-suffering, forbearing one another. It means preferring one another. Forgiving one another. If any man have quarrel against any, even as Christ forgave you, so also do ye. And above all these things, put on charity. What is charity? It's the love of God. Which is the bond of perfectness. And the peace of God rule in your and let the peace of God rule in your hearts, to the which also ye are called in one body, and be ye thankful. And tonight's lesson is entitled by the one word that the Lord spoke. Now, I don't say that unless it really happened. Uh, the Lord spoke the word. The word was audible in my mind, very clear. And the word that he gave me was gratitude. Gratitude. And now you understand why I said why. Gratitude. Of all the things, Lord, that you could have me teach on, gratitude's not even in the Bible. It's not in there. You can look. It's not there. And I said, Lord, now why would you have me teach on gratitude? But the Lord knows what he's doing. He just don't always tell us. In fact, he rarely tells us. And that's how he gets things accomplished. Praise the Lord. Thank you for standing in honor of the word of the Lord. You may be seated. Exactly what is gratitude? It's defined like this. The quality of being thankful. Readiness to show appreciation for and to return kindness. I'll read that again. The quality of being thankful. Readiness to show appreciation for and to return kindness. I also submit to you that gratitude can also be summed up in another word. And no, that word is not thankfulness, although it can apply. That's not the word I had in mind. 
That word is submission. Because you see, when you are thankful to God for everything, it means you submit to his perfect will. No matter how bad it gets. That's why it says in everything give thanks. It's easy to thank God for the blessings. Oh, God, I'm so thankful that you blessed me. But it's a little more difficult to thank God for the difficult and hard times. In the times of walking in darkness, in the times of not understanding, in the times of not comprehending and having no answers, in the times when it makes no sense, that is when gratitude kicks in because it is submission unto God. When you are thankful, it does, thankfulness does not mean that you have to have all the answers. To be grateful does not mean that you have to understand every single situation. But rather that you are convinced that it is a good thing and that you are thankful for all that God has allowed in your life. I have discovered that there are things that uh, the cancer has brought that are difficult. But I've also discovered that the cancer has given me a fresh discipline that I did not have. And so you can look at things that are bad and you can complain all you want. It's not going to change it. Or should I say, it might change it, but it won't change it in the direction you want it to change. But nonetheless, you can be thankful in all things, which is gratitude unto God. Colossians chapter 3 says, Put on, therefore, as the elect of God, holy and beloved, bowels of mercies, kindness, Humbleness of mind, meekness, long-suffering. All of these words speak one word to me. Submission. To be able to follow hard after God. To put on bowels of mercies. To be merciful, you've got to be submitted to God. Because to be merciful means that you give somebody mercy that does not deserve it. Right. Right. Has there ever been a time that you didn't deserve mercy? Oh, come on now, be honest with us today. There have been times you didn't deserve it. But God was merciful. And here he is saying through the writer of Colossians, that we put on bowels of mercies, kindness. It's not always easy to be kind. Now, somebody as sweet as Brother Charles, you can't help but be kind to him. 
you can't help it. Sister Twyla is so nice. I mean, who can't be kind to Sister Twyla? Brother Elijah so so kind. How can you not be kind to this young man? But what about those other kind of folks that we don't brag about too much? You know the ones I'm talking about, the ones that you say you love, but you don't want to spend no vacation with them. They probably kin to you, and you love them, but you don't always like them. Hello. You can love somebody and not always like them. To be kind takes effort. And especially when people are railing on you and saying bad things about you and your family. Well, I can take it. You talk about my family. Now, you done crossed the line. Can you be kind to someone that rails against your family? I'll never forget there was a time that we were in another church in another place. And my children had helped me renovate this building for the church and the church was in a mess and the building it had mold and all kind of stuff in it and we were tearing all kind of junk out and there came a work day that I called and uh, we had to dig a, a trench and it was a trench for the baptistry that Somehow or another, I can't remember all the details, but the baptistry line was clogged and we had to redig a drainage line for it. And my kids had worked all week long. And come time for uh, work day, this certain, certain brother, God love him, shows up and he looks around and says, where's your children at? I said, well, they're not here. Well, how come they're not working? And, you know, I'm always nice and sweet and kind. And, but Brother Charles, that got under my skin. And there was fire shooting out of my eyes when I turned to that man and I said, "He worked. my children worked all week long and you didn't show up to help. And so I gave them the day off so they could go enjoy their self. And I don't want to hear no more about it. And I just turned around and kept digging that ditch. Now, it was hard to be kind at that point. I could have really leaned into him pretty hard because he was the kind of fella just as that way anyway. But I held myself back. You've been there before. You're doing okay minding your own business and then somebody out of the kindness of their heart decides that they're going to just give you a little bit of grief. It's hard to be kind. But yet the word of the Lord says we put on kindness, bowels of mercy. We put on kindness, humbleness of mind. What's that mean? Well, it basically means that you don't have any ulterior motive, that your humbleness of mind, your mind is submitted to the Lord. And what you have in your mind is whatever God wants. I want to have humbleness of mind. And then it says meekness and long-suffering. 
forbearing one another and forgiving one another. All of these, all of these descriptions fall under the auspices of submission to God. To forbear one another means that you prefer someone else besides yourself. You, you give them the benefit instead of yourself. Forbearing one another. Forgiving one another. You know, that's, that forgiving one another falls under that bowels of mercies kind of deal. Say, well, I'll forgive them. They come groveling at my feet and beg for my forgiveness. Well, that ain't real forgiveness then. Real forgiveness is that you grant them you grant them mercy even though they don't deserve it. And you don't hold it over their head. If any man have quarrel against any, even as Christ forgave you, so also do ye. And above all of these things, all of this stuff is submission to God. But above all of them, be sure you do it in love. That's what he said which is the bond of perfection or the bond of maturity. If you do all of these things, that if you submit to God and, and do these difficult things, none of them are easy. All of that stuff we just went through, none of that stuff's easy to do. It's hard. It's difficult. That's why it's called a long suffering. It, it means to suffer long. I don't know about you, but suffer is not a word that I really enjoy talking about. Long-suffering. But it says, above all these things, put on charity. Do it in love. Do it in love, which is the bond of perfectness. And then he finally ends it out this way, and let the peace of God rule in your hearts. If you do these things in the spirit of love, then there's going to be a peace that is there. Now, I've had people come up to me and say some of the most horrible things to me. And I sit there and I take it. Don't say nothing. Just let it kind of roll off. It's hard to do. But if one can learn how to submit to God saying, God, all of these things and what they're saying to me is not true. But nonetheless, you've allowed this to occur. I submit to you. And I'm going to forgive them even though they're not asking for forgiveness. Because when I forgive them, then I release myself as a prisoner. If I don't forgive them, then I literally lock myself in a jail cell and throw away the key. I don't need that. Forgiveness literally liberates you. And so all of these things that he's talking about here says, <coughs> excuse me, and the peace of God rule in your hearts. What does that mean? that mean? It means that if you do these things that he just discussed, that peace will be with you. You would think that it would be just the opposite, Brother Preston, that, you know, after somebody's railed on you, that you're all upset. But no, if I'm submitted to God... After it's all done, the smoke clears. There's a peace of God. Because I did it in love. And I did it in submission. But let's finish up this verse. And the peace of God rule in your hearts. And to the which also you are called in one body. 
We're all part of one body. Amen. And be ye thankful. Gratitude. Again, thankfulness is a form of submission and a form of worship. When I am thankful, it means I'm saying, God, I accept the terms of what you've allowed in my life. Let that sink in a minute. When you are thankful, you're saying, I accept all of the terms, carte blanche, all across the board. I accept it, good, bad, and ugly. I accept it all. Now, sometimes we're like this. Now, God, I'll take the blessings. Load me up on the blessings. But now, this bad stuff. Now, you just hold off on that. I, you know, I don't really want to have to deal with that. You know what that is? That's a person that is not submitted to God. They're not grateful. There is no gratitude. It's ingratitude. But gratitude is a form, if you will, of submission to God. When you are thankful, when you are grateful, you are submitted to God. You accept the terms of Good, bad, and ugly, you accept them all that God has allowed in your life. Now, that's a mouthful. But here he is saying, the writer's saying all these things, and he says, and be ye thankful. He starts off with bowels of mercy, kindness, humbleness of mind, meekness, long-suffering, forbearing, forgiving, putting on charity, all of these things, the whole laundry list. But then he brings it all to an encapsulation by saying, and be ye thankful. Psalm 100, my reader has gone. I need you since my reader has disappeared on me. Psalm 104, one, excuse me, 100 and verse 1. And Brother Jace can put it on the board for the rest of you. When Psalm 100, we're going to read the entire chapter. Aren't you glad it's not 119? Go ahead. Make a joyful noise unto the Lord, all make, ye lands. Make a joyful noise. Unto the Lord. Do you know a lot of times we don't always make a joyful noise to the Lord? Say amen or oh me or God help me or something. Yes, sir. Make a joyful noise mm -hmm. unto the Lord, all you lands. Go ahead. Serve the Lord with gladness. Serve the Lord with complaining. Gladness. Serve the Lord with whining. Gladness. Huh? Gladness. You sure that's the way it reads? Yes, sir. I believe that's the way it reads. Serve the Lord how? With gladness. Serve the Lord with gladness. Well, wait a minute. How can I serve the Lord with gladness when it's not always glad? Yes. Good. It comes through gratitude. Right. And thankfulness and submitting unto the Lord's will. 
You know, and just hold that thought, we're not done. But in the Lord's Prayer, one of the things the Lord says when you have to this manner pray, and he gets into the prayer and he's talking about thy will be done. Not my will, but thine be done. Okay, there are times that our will's not always going to happen. And so therefore, it takes submission at every crossroads that we say, God, not my will, but yours be done. Lord, I submit and I am thankful. Now, I'm going to tell you something. It's hard to be thankful for bad things. But what happens is when you submit to God in thankfulness for even the bad things, here's what happens. You have peace. You have peace. It passes understanding. And I'm going to tell you something. It's better to have peace than understanding. Because understanding often only brings more questions. Next verse. Come before his presence with singing. Know ye Come before his presence with complaining. Singing. Grumbling. Singing. Griping. Singing. Gossiping. Singing. Singing. Y'all hard-headed. Go ahead. Know ye that the Lord, he is God. It is he that hath made us, and not we ourselves. He's the one that made us. Somebody said, I'm a self. No, you're not. <laughs> Maybe you worked hard. Maybe you had a, a strong sense of personality where you were able to get things done. Congratulations. That makes you a hard worker. But the bottom line is God's the one that made you. Right. He's, not, he's made us and not we ourselves. Yes. And a lot of times this is where we have problems. We tend to think we can make ourselves with God's help. Wow. God does the making. We do the submitting. It is he that has made us and not we ourselves. We are what? His people. We're his, we belong to him. Yes. It's not the other way around. You know, the Lord's not your water boy. Hey, come here. Amen. I got a need. Get your hide over here. I got, I got something I got to do. You ain't moving fast enough to suit me. You didn't give me what I needed. <clears throat> my boys acted like that when they was in my household. They would be weeping and wailing and gnashing of teeth. <laughs> and black beauty would be displayed. Can I get a witness? Yes. Lord has to do that to us too. That's right. I was talking to my dad last night. You know, I was laughing, but 
It wasn't funny then. I said, yeah, Dad, I can remember when you'd say stuff like, boy, you can't listen. You're going to have to feel. And he wasn't kidding. And he'd whip till he got tired. And it took him a while to get tired. You know, I tried on mom when she'd try to, I want her to whip me. I'd rather mom whip me. Because when mom whip me, you know, I can holler real loud, she'll quit. Holler real loud with dear old dad, he just whip that much longer. You making me mad, boy, quit that hollering. You thought I was the model child, didn't you? Mm. Oh, my Lord, have mercy. We are his people. It's, it's not that we're telling him what to do. He's leading us. We're his people and the sheep of his pasture. You know, sheep are some of the dumbest animals that God ever made. And the Lord likens us to, you thought you was pretty sharp, didn't you? You ought to study up on sheep. There's a book, and I believe it's in my office, called A Shepherd Looks at the 20th Psalm by Philip Keller. You ought to read it. It's fascinating. It tells you a lot about sheep. Yeah, they're dumb as dirt. They'll be out walking along, and they'll stumble up on this hollowed out place. And they decide they want to lay down. And when they lay down, gas starts building up. And they can literally die. It's called a cast down sheep. They can literally die in that depressed area unless the shepherd comes along and picks them up and digs them up out of that depressed area. You ever been depressed? Maybe it's because you were cast down. You allow the devil to lead you to some kind of hollowed out place. We're the what? What are we again? The sheep of his pasture. We're in his pasture. This is his, this ain't my pasture. It's his pasture. Right. And I belong to him. Next verse. Enter into his gates with thanksgiving. Enter into his gates with complaining. Thanksgiving. Well, wait a minute. When I enter into his gates, it don't always turn out like I want. What if when I come in the gates, things ain't doing too good? Can I wait until things are doing good and then have Thanksgiving? No. You can't pick and choose when to be thankful. You remain thankful all the time because it's submission when you cease to be thankful, listen to me. You don't hear anything else I said. I feel this in the Lord. If you cease to be thankful, if you cease to be grateful, then you cease to be spiritual. You cease to be submitted. I'm kind of getting what the Lord wanted now. And into his courts with praise. Be thankful unto him. Be what? Thankful unto him. Be what? Thankful unto him. What did he say? 
Be thankful unto him. And? Bless his name. But I, it ain't time to be thankful. Mm-hmm. Do it anyways. Things are looking bad. Do it anyways. I got five flats on the car. Do it anyways. The dog bit me on both legs. Do it anyways. My wife slapped me. No, she didn't. <laughs> but she might before the service is over. <laughs> What's that girl's name you've been hanging out with? Hannah. Hannah slapped me. I hope not. <laughs> so what am I supposed to do again? Bless his name. Even when Hannah slaps you. Yes, sir. Keeping him straight. <laughs> you know I love you. Why? Verse 5. For the Lord is good. He's good all the time. What did Job say? Well, am I supposed to just bless him? And I'm paraphrasing. Am I supposed to just bless him when I get the good things? To no. I bless him and receive even the bad things too. Yes. Yes. If you can have that kind of attitude, you'll have peace in your spirit. Yes. That when everything around you is raging, you are submitted to God. Yes. And there is a humility that comes to you that will cause you to feel peace. I don't know who I'm talking to, but there's somebody needs to hear this tonight. Peace of God that passes understanding. How do I get that peace? I'm telling you how to get it. Yes. Yes, it goes against nature. It goes against the grain. It goes against everything that our flesh wants to do. Right. And in our society, I want it now. Right now. R-A-T, right now. And hurry up about it. But God, who's on both sides of time, before and after, time does not constrict him. And if you're going to submit to God, you have to understand that. I've had God give me prophetic utterances of things that happened years later. Decades later. I'm thinking, oh, it's gone any time now, any time. No. God's given prophetic utterances in his word in the Old Testament hundreds of years later. But it was right down to the letter. How is it that none of these things have happened since the fathers fell asleep? Don't you worry. It'll happen to the letter. But if we can't remain submitted to God through gratitude, what good is it for you to know about the plan of salvation and how to live holy and how to be faithful and all those other things that we do and not be grateful? We don't have gratitude. We're not submitted. If we're not submitted, we're not obedient to God. Two things to please God. One is faith. Without faith, it's impossible impossible to please God. What's the other thing? Submission. Obedience is submission. If you cannot obey God's word and submit to it, all the faith in the world doesn't help. 
For the Lord is good. His mercy is everlasting. His mercy is how long? Everlasting. That means it never ends. Thank God. Yes. I need the mercy of God. If God gives me a breath tomorrow, I'm going to need it tomorrow too. And I'm no goody two-shoes. I know that there's people around me that need the mercies of God. And I don't need to look down my nose at them. But I need to put on the bowels of mercy. And say to be like Jesus. I'm going to submit to God and be merciful to them. Even as the Lord has been merciful to me. And? And his truth endureth to all generations. Now you can look at that last sentence and tie it to... Mercy, because the word endureth has been added for clarification. It's not, in other words, it's not in the original text. I guess you knew that. If you didn't, let me tell you, anytime you see italicized words in your Bible, they were added for clarification because sometimes the translation may be a little bit stale. And so they try to make it more easily understood by adding words. So the, the word endureth was not there. So if you look at it from that perspective, it still reads quite well. For the Lord is good and his mercy is everlasting and his truth to all generations. His truth is just like mercy, it's everlasting. Thank you. All right. Sorry I had to switch on you, brother. I lost my reader and I had to have a reader. Love Brother Adam. He does a good job helping me. Appreciate him. Let's go to Romans 1, 18. Now, we're going to read a little faster here. Romans 1, 18. And we're going to stop at 22 temporarily. But let's start. Go ahead and read. For the wrath of God is revealed from heaven against all ungodliness and unrighteousness of men. Okay, so who's the wrath of God revealed to you? Those that do what? Hold truth. You see it? And unrighteousness. Think about that a minute. They have truth. They just don't live it right. I know you ain't never met anybody like that. The wrath of God's revealed to those kind of people. Now, it may not be tomorrow. They think they got away with it. No. But it'll be a revealed sooner or later. Go ahead, continue. Because that which may be known of God is manifest in them. Mm-hmm. For God hath showed it unto them. He showed them truth. They know. They know. It ain't like they don't know. Go ahead. For the invisible things of him from the creation of the world, are clearly seen, Mm -hmm. being understood by the things that are made, even his eternal power and Godhead, so that they are without excuse. They don't have an excuse. All this has been revealed to them, and, you know, they can come up with all their lame excuses of why they don't live right, but this right here says that they have no excuse. Incidentally, that also can apply to us. Don't just put it off on some unknown crowd out there. You apply that to yourself right now. That could apply to us. Next. Because that when they knew God. When they knew God. They glorified him not as God. They didn't really glorify him as God. Mm -hmm. In other words, 
They worshiped a form of godliness, but they denied the power thereof. Yes. Be careful about coming and just going through the motions. Now, sometimes you don't feel God. I understand that. And you do it because you're faithful to God, even if you don't feel it. That's not what I'm referring to. But what I am referring to is, is you're not living right, but yet you come and you put on the dog for everybody, what do we call a dog and pony show. Uh, God's not impressed. He knows. They're without excuse. Go ahead. Neither were thankful. They weren't even what? Thankful. Hello. Yeah. They didn't glorify him as God. And what else was wrong? They weren't thankful. Hmm. No gratitude. If there was no gratitude and there was no thankfulness, what does that mean? There was no submission. They had truth. But truth alone won't save you yeah. without submission. That's right. Hallelujah. All the truth in the world is not going to help you if you can't submit to it. That's good. Neither were thankful, but became what? Vain in their imaginations. They got stuck on themselves. Mm-hmm. Well, I can handle this my way. Yeah. Go ahead. And their foolish heart was darkened. God allowed them to be deceived. Go ahead. Professing themselves to be wise. They did what? They became fools. They thought they were sharp. And as ignorant as a load of wood. Next verse. And changed the glory of the uncorruptible God. Now, watch this. And I'm trying to hurry for the sake of time. Imagine with me as we go through each verse from this point on. Brother Charles, it's like a stair step down to hell. Each verse goes down. Watch. And they changed the glory of God, of the uncorruptible God. Into an image made like to corruptible man, and to birds, and to four-footed beasts, and creeping things. So they made God into something humanoid. Go ahead. Wherefore God also, also gave them up to uncleanness through the lust of their own hearts. Notice that God steps back at a point. Mm-hmm. He says, all right, if you want that, I'll give it to you. I have watched God step back and give people the very thing that their heart was lusting after. Right. God stepped back and said, all right, you want it, take it. Yeah. This is what happens right here. Again, each verse is stepping down through the lust of their own hearts. To dishonor their own bodies between themselves. Now he's going to get a little plain. Next verse. Who changed the truth of God into a lie. And worshipped and served the creature more than the creator. Now, who was the creature? Other people. Talking about that concert, Sister Krista. They're out there worshipping the creature more than the creator, who is blessed forever. Amen. Careful. Careful about involving yourself in Worshipping a creature more than the creator. This is the stair step that started. Where did it start? They held truth in unrighteousness and they were not thankful. That's what verse 18 says. They were not thankful. There was no gratitude. This is what started them down this road. Next verse. For this cause God gave them up unto vile afflictions. He's already given them up some other things. Now he's giving them up to vile affections. So it's a progression thing that, or digression thing that God, one thing at a time, takes things away. 
So now he's given up to vile affections. That's gross, disgusting affections. Go ahead. For even their women did change the natural use into that which is against nature. Now this can fall under a lot of categories. The first category is it can fall under abortion. It's against nature. Now, if it's naturally done, say you have a miscarriage, that's not what this is referring to. This is referring to intentional murder in the womb. You know, they dissect those, those babies' bodies and cut them off while they're still alive, cut their legs off and stuff. Bad stuff. It can also mean other things. Sexual deviancy. And boy, we're, we're seeing that, aren't we? The floodgates have been open in our society, and we're seeing things on an unprecedented rate. In fact, we've got one that's representing us, a transgender. Look it up. It's official. This is what happens when you don't have gratitude. We're going down, down, down. Next verse. And likewise also the men. They didn't leave out the men. Leaving the natural use of, of the woman. Now you don't have to wonder here. We don't have to guesstimate as to what he's talking about here. Mm-hmm. Leaving the natural use of the woman. Burned in their lust one toward another. He's talking about men to men. Mm-hmm. Men with men. Working that which is unseemly. Mm-hmm. And and receiving in themselves that recompense of their error, which was meat. Recompense meaning payment. Mm-hmm. Next verse. And even as they did not like to retain God in their knowledge. Pause right there. This is where we are in our nation. Mm-hmm. When perversion starts being allowed, the next step is to remove God's conscience out of the equation. And this is where we are. And as a church, we're going to see some persecution from this part right here. Because right. this is where, this is the cycle, the downward cycle that happens. They knew truth at first, but they didn't hold it in righteousness. Neither were they thankful. They had no gratitude. And it worked its way down to all of this manner of perversion. And now we're down to the point where perversion calls for lack of feeling toward God. If I can leave God out of my mind, then I can feel more comfortable with what I'm doing. Go ahead. God gave them over to a reprobate mind. A reprobate mind. What is a reprobate mind? A reprobate mind is a mind that cannot be saved, not because God can't save them, but because they can't find their way back to God. To do those things. Mm -hmm. Which are not convenient. Which are not convenient. Let's go ahead and finish it out. Being filled with all unrighteousness, fornication, fornication, wickedness, uh-huh. covetousness, mm-hmm. maliciousness, full of envy, murder, debate, deceit, malig- malignity, worshipers, backbiters, haters of God, despiteful, proud, boasters, inventors of evil things, disobedient to parents, with, without understanding, covenant breakers, without natural f- affection, implacable, unmerciful, who knowing the judgment of God... Pause right there. 
All those, that laundry list of stuff that is the end result of what's happening. Did you notice that every one of them are the exact opposite of what we read over in Colossians? Over Colossians, it talks about mercy and kindness and humbleness of mind and, and all of these things. But here we're finding rebellion and disobedience to parents and, and all kind of stuff that literally is in the exact pole opposite. And here is the end result of it all. Who knowing the judgment of God. They know. Remember, they, they held truth and unrighteousness back in verse 18. But they weren't thankful. Yeah. So they still know, even though they tried to not have him in their minds, they know the judgments of God. That they which commit such things are worthy of death. They know the, they know the sentence. Not only to do the same. They're go, not, only, not only are they aware of the sentence, they're going to go ahead and do it anyway. But have pleasure in them that do them. But have a good time while they're doing it. It's one thing to go against God's word. Another thing, go against God's word and don't care. Where did it all start? They held truth and unrighteousness. And they were not thankful. There was no gratitude, which means there's no submission to God. When you don't have submission to God, even in the beginning, eventually, it comes to a head. And we see what that head is. Oh, Jesus. The word thanks is mentioned in the King James Version 73 times. I want you to get for me Psalm 107, verse 15. Brother Charles, do you have your Bible handy? For the sake of time, let's, let's get some scriptures here. Philippians 4, 6 through 9. Brother Elijah, if you got something on that pad, you can give me Colossians 2, 5 through 7, and then I'll have another one in Colossians 2. Okay. Psalm 107, verse 15. Brother Jace, you'll have to keep up with us, brother. Oh, that men would praise the Lord for his goodness and for his wonderful works to the children of men. Verse 15, Brother Jace, there you go. Oh, that men would pray. This is one of the most beautiful verses. Oh, that men would praise the Lord for his goodness and for his wonderful works to the children of men. Next verse. For he hath broken the gates of, of brass mm -hmm. and cut the bars of iron in sunder. God has a way of breaking out people that are bound. Next verse. Fools because of their transgression and because of their iniquities are afflicted. Uh -huh. Their soul abhorreth all manner of meat, and they draw near unto the gates of death. Then they cry unto the Lord in their trouble, and he saith, saveth them out of their distresses. Even though they don't deserve it, when they cry out to him, mm -hmm. hey, when we cried out to him, we didn't deserve anything either. Yes. But he saved us out of our distresses. Go ahead. He sent his word and healed them. What is it? He sent his what? Word. His word, the Logos. Yes. He sent his word, and the word healed. Hey, the word is so powerful. i got to have the word in my life. Yes. He sent the word, and the word healed him, and delivered them from their destructions. Next verse. 
Oh, that men would praise the Lord. Here it is again. Oh, that men would praise the Lord. For his goodness mm -hmm. and for his wonderful works to the children of men. Next verse. And let them sacrifice the sacrifices of thanksgiving. Sacrifice the what? Sacrifices. Of what? Thanksgiving. Sometimes. Gratitude is a sacrifice. But don't ever forget this. God always, capitalize always, and put it in boxcar size letters and put a couple of underlines under it. God always honors sacrifice. Offer, let them sacrifice the sacrifices of thanksgiving. And declare his works with rejoicing. Now go to 116, 16. Same book. Psalm 116, 16. O Lord, truly I am thy servant. Lord, I'm truly your servant. I am thy servant. Mm -hmm. And the son of thine handmaid. Yes. Though uh, thou hast loosed my bonds. Mm -hmm. I will offer to thee the sacrifice of thanksgiving. I'll offer what? Sacrifice of thanksgiving. I'll offer what? The sacrifice of thanksgiving. Here it is again. In the mouth of two of the three witnesses, let his word be established. Here we find again the sacrifices of thanksgiving. Go all the way to verse 19. In the courts of the Lord's house, in the midst of the O Jerusalem, praise ye the Lord. Okay. Now, Brother Charles, you've got Philippians 4, 6 through 9. Go ahead, please. Be careful Don't be anxious for anything. What? In everything by what? Prayer and supplication. What? So, it ain't just important enough that I pray. It's not enough that I ask, which is supplication. But I've got to do it a certain way. How many times have we come to God and said, God, and we demand of God. We approach God wrong. And then we scratch our head wondering why we didn't get our answer. How do I approach him again? With thanksgiving. Now, he says here, just hold that thought, brother. Be anxious for nothing. Careful meaning the word anxious. Be anxious for nothing. Why do we get anxious in the first place? Because we ain't grateful. We ain't thankful. But in everything, by prayer and supplication, everything that I do, pray about it. You've heard me tell about the story about Bug Freeman, Sister Nona Freeman's husband. He prayed for everything. He prayed about everything. And sometimes it seemed foolish for him to pray about everything, but he prayed about everything. Sister Bose, I should have prayed about it yesterday. Oh, it was, it was a humdinger. I learned a very expensive lesson. Pray about everything. Everything, prayer and supplication with thanksgiving, which means you are submitted to God. Why do I need to be submitted? Because the answer may not be what you want. 
Next verse, Brother Charles, verse 7. What happens after I am submitted that way? Well, here the peace of God shows up again. We had it over in Colossians. And it was with the same word, by the way. Thanks. And what? The peace of God that goes. Here's my understanding. I'm scratching my bald head trying to figure out how in the world is God going to do that? God said, you need to offer with thanksgiving and gratitude, and then I'll act right over the top of your understanding. And I'll be over here somewhere. Peace of God will come upon you. Now, when I'm trying to make a decision, the last thing I want to have is confusion. That's the exact opposite of peace. When you find yourself in confusion, stop. Say, wait a minute. I'm going to submit to God and we're going to talk to the Lord about this. And I'm going to feel, I'm going to feel the peace of God before I make a decision. Peace of God, which passes all understanding, shall keep your hearts and minds through Christ Jesus. Verse 8. Finally, brethren. Finally, brethren. Hmm. This is what happens when you do the previous two verses. This is what starts kicking in. If it's true, next. If it's honest. If it's just. It's pure. It's lovely. It has a good report. It has virtue. And there's praise involved. <laughs> Thanksgiving gets you all of this laundry list. Gratitude. Gratitude. Now we had Colossians chapter 2. Verse 5 through 7, Brother Elijah. For though I be absent in the flesh, yet am I with you in the spirit, enjoying and beholding your order and steadfastness. Speaking to the Colossians here, he says, I'm not there with you, but my heart's with you. Go ahead. As ye have therefore received Christ Jesus the Lord, so walk ye in him. If you will receive the Holy Ghost and receive Christ Jesus, continue in that. Go ahead. Rooted up. Now, if I start in Jesus Christ, Brother Jace, back up the previous verse. Read that for me again. As you have. As you have therefore received Christ Jesus. How did you receive Christ Jesus the Lord? You did it through submission. What did they tell you? Worship God. Once you've repented, worship God. Worship will bring the rest. But you've got to worship God. Well, what's worship? It's submission, bowing down. So as I have received Jesus Christ, if you got the Holy Ghost, that's how you got it, through submission. Continue walking in that submitted personality and that submitted attitude and what happens is that it will root you, build you up, establish you, 
And here's the kicker. You start growing. How? There's gratitude again. There it is again. Not only am I going to be rooted and grounded and established, everything under the ground is going to be just right. But outside on the top, where everybody can see, that's also going to grow. And how's it going to grow? Thanksgiving. One more passage of Scripture, Brother Elijah. Drop down to chapter 4. I need the first two verses. Okay, now here he was given some admonition. Now, historically, at this particular juncture in history, there was slavery that existed here. And the scriptures, at least in the New Testament, although there were some dynamics that were there as to how to treat one another, it did not address the issue of slavery specifically in that scripture. However, what he was saying was, masters being whether it be a master and a slave or whether it be a, uh, a business owner and its employee, that there be a, a proper relationship. But then he goes on and he adds in verse 2, he says, continue in prayer and watch the same with thanksgiving. So here we find the word thanksgiving popping up one more time, and this time it makes you aware when you are submitted it makes you aware and conscious and gives you wisdom submission can give you wisdom and make you watchful you watch with thanksgiving scripture says to watch and pray while I'm praying I'm going to watch with Or another word would be gratitude. Gratitude to God is a form of submission. Therefore, it is a form of worship to God. And I'll make this final statement and I'm going to close. I hope you don't forget what I'm fixing to say. Please listen. You cannot be negative and grateful at the same time. Let's take that a step further. You can't be negative and be submitted to God at the same time. Now that's smarted, but that's a fact. If you find yourself being negative, do a checkup right then. You say, okay, what's going on in my system? What's going on in my spirit? I'm not submitted. Gratitude. It's more than just a word. It's a way to live. Oh, I want to be thankful. Not just because it sounds good or, you know, but because it shows me and others my submission to him.
If you can't be thankful, if you can't be grateful, you can't be submitted. And submission is what Jesus was all about in the sonship of Jesus Christ. He was our perfect example. The flesh submitted to Almighty God. And he being our example showed us the power of sonship. Greater works than these shall you do. And so we're following his example, him being submitted in his flesh. Although he was fully God and fully man, he still had flesh to deal with. And in the flesh, he was submitted to Almighty God, which he called the Father. Okay? And so because of that submission was there, that's the power of sonship. When you have submission in sonship, you have the authority that goes with it. What am I trying to say? And I close with these remarks. I, I truly hope you hear me. You want spiritual authority in your life? Learn the power of submission because it's tied closely to sonship. You can say unto this mountain, be thou removed, cast into the sea. It'll obey you. Speak to the sycamine tree. Whatever. You speak. Speak the word. Why? Because you're in tune. You're in submission. And when bad things come, it doesn't blow you out of the water. But rather you say, I am submitted and I have accepted the terms Positive and negative, I accept them both because my God is still my shepherd and I shall not want. I'm the sheep of his pasture. Gratitude. Gratitude. You want God to bless? Use gratitude. Now, Brother Charles, I've been picking on him a lot tonight. He's just handy. You raised two kids. Now let's just pick on Sister Melissa a little bit. Now, back in the day when she was maybe like that, and she'd come wanting something from you, she knew how to wrap dear old dad right around the little finger. Still does. I won't go. I wasn't gonna go there. She knows how, as a child, to do that. You being evil know how to give good gifts to your children. How much more will your heavenly Father give the Holy Spirit to them that ask? My God, you want things from God. You want power with God. Learn how to submit to God. Brag on Him, but submit to Him. Be thankful. Now, if she'd come to you demanding, insisting, it's my way or the highway. Reckon how that had turned out, Brother Charles. It wouldn't have turned out well. But she learned how to approach Daddy. And we got to learn how to approach our Heavenly Father, too. And it's through gratitude. That is the key. 
that opens the door. Gratitude. Would you?